Hey, hola, bienvenidos a Junto Show. <laughs> Soy Lance y uh, woke con jokes. <laughs> hey, this is Johnny. I've never been able to roll my R's. Close. Uh, uh, and uh, yo soy Bo. Uh, me gusta. Ah, yes, in- indeed, indeed. Yeah. So uh, the Spanish flair that we're having. <laughs> Venezuela speaks Spanish, right? Miss <laughs> um, Brazil that speaks Portuguese. <laughs> yeah. So I think Venezuela is Spanish. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so uh, so both done some research on Venezuela, following up on our topic from last week that uh, that got really heated and was a good discussion. So we at the Junto Show are going to give you a little bit more context for all the talk about Venezuela that you're hearing on the news right now. So we're going to present you with a very special all Venezuela, <laughs> all the time uh, episode of the Junto Show, <laughs> and uh, I hope you enjoy. So let's get it right into it. Okay, so. Uh, eagle-eyed listeners from last week will remember that we talked a lot about venezuela and what's going on there so i went back and listened to it because I, I got a little heated i thought it was a great discussion uh, and um i will say i listened to what i was saying back then thought about it a little bit and i stand by the vast majority of it okay but i will say i think i should have voiced the opinion that i think that more of the problems in venezuela Venezuela are due to poor leadership and corruption, however you want to call it, than I said outwardly there. I think I believed it then too, but I made it sound like the only problem was the sanctions. They they had problems before, corruption and whatever else, and the price of oil going down. Yes, that, and also the American sanctions and America trying to take them over, also a problem. So in terms of poor leadership, poor management that led to the downfall of the Venezuelan economy, what percentage would you assign that? Out of the 100% of blame, we're going to play the blame game as it stands like as it stands like today or in your opinion before the sanctions cuz like in a post sanctions world today today okay as it stands today today for, so i will say poor leadership is twenty or or messing up mess, the messing up or whatever is 20% of it i'd 20%. say 20% bo what do you think survey says what uh, so I, I actually did some research also. Oh, Bo's got Ooh. the facts. So let's find out the facts. But I don't, I don't think I can assign a percentage to yeah, it. Yeah, it's tough one. But, um, I would say, um, 70, 60, 70%. It's corruption? It's leadership. No. Okay, so. Yeah. so I, I agree with Bo or even go higher. No. So, so I've, yeah. not to hash it all the way back out, but yeah. my number comes from, from, I think, uh, I think somewhere in the order of 80 or 90% of Venezuela's national revenue came from the sale of oil. Then forty percent of said oil was being sold to the United States. So if you take forty percent of ninety percent or whatever, you're, you're going to instantly lose. Mm, what was it thirty five percent? Yeah, probably. Thirty five percent of your national economy is going to go down or whatever. Okay, add to that that somewhere between in the last I don't know fifty years or whatever, the price of oil has went in half. So then you you lose half there too. So like that accounts for a lot of the problem. I think the more, more than. Ten percent. I easily. think the variable you're missing in that equation is new customers, and that's what I attribute to the poor management. Where, hey, just because one customer goes away, no, a, no, poor, a bad one. a bad manager would say, "Well, I guess I'm done. You, I close up shop." You underestimate <laughs> how much power the United States has on the world oil market. Like we, if we say that you are a pariah state. We have through the United Nations, through the o, through OPEC, through all these other organizations, the World Trade well, Organization, not OPEC, probably Lima, whatever it is, Lima. We, through different organizations, the United Lima. States can put their their thumb on the scale of the world uh, market yeah. and say, "Do and, not buy from these people," and especially and, the world market that's on our yeah. side of the globe. And, and I do agree with that. I mean, just because the United States called Venezuela government a prana 
doesn't mean the uh, other countries aren't out there that would buy oil as well from them. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, they're, they're selling. They are selling increased yeah. oil to, to like, Russia. Your yes. red belly. <laughs> was that? Red belly piranha. I did hear piranha, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I thought to myself, what word did he mean to say there? Yeah. Piranha. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like piranha better. Yeah, it's like a. <laughs> hey, we've deemed you a piranha country. <laughs> Anything else on a? Oh, so also. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you if you permit me, I do have a like. We can do it in another section, but I I do have like three pages written up before it. So. <laughs> yeah. You want to do a whole separate thing? I mean, it might. I don't know. I can I can talk about it now if you want. Yeah, let's just I do can, that. Okay, because nah, I think it's, I think it's good stuff. Okay, so uh, I'll pretty much go through my my little write up. So I, I wrote a little write up. I had uh, was given some uh, homework, I guess, by uh, Lance, uh, and on the way uh, I took a long road trip, so I got to listen to. Uh, podcast congressional dish one of my favorite po- my favorite podcasts for understanding how government and the laws that are passed work right. and now one of my worst podcasts yeah. so this was my introduction to congressional dish um and uh the the and i listened to about an hour of it or at least as long as what i thought they were talking about venezuela yeah. and kind of probably i think you actually probably hit the criticism that i had on her the most was that she assigned all the blame, at least, to everyone but Venezuelan's leadership. It seemed like mm-hmm. so, and and I had uh, I didn't have a whole ton of time to do some research. She actually addressed that in the latest episode. Just FYI. Yeah. So, so that may be reason, but I just wanted to uh, uh, put some things out there. Uh, so let's see. So I listened to approximately an hour of traditional dish, and I started thinking about how. I, two people can hear the same thing and come to two different conclusions. So I would hear the same thing mm-hmm. that she would say, and I'd be like, I don't, I don't really agree. And that may be a bigger topic. Um, I've noticed it too, though. Like, uh, just yeah. just in general, like when the police shootings were happening, I would see it like injustice, and then one of my other friends would be like, "No, nah, the police is rational, rational." Like, oh man, <laughs> it's crazy that two people can see the exact same thing. Yep. It's like a really yawny Laurel <laughs> situation. Yep, yep. <laughs> and and so um, I do recall that she said something that you know Maduro is a bus driver, right? And and when she was talking about how, uh, you know, uh, she wasn't really talking about the ills of of the Maduro government, but she mentioned that he came up from these like humble roots and stuff like that, mm-hmm. almost making him an underdog underdog. Like and I felt like it was this narrative she was trying to push, like, you know, you should root for Maduro. And, well, and I don't know about all that. But well, it, I mean, <laughs> is, is it false? Is that what you're, what you're leading towards? Yes, it's completely false. Oh, nice. Right. OK, so. Uh, first thing is I looked up uh, first question is Nicolas Maduro as a government at least um, a good guy right so Venezuela has uh, something like a secret police so according to the New York Times a special action force uh, or FAS uh, is sent to work work as an enforcer in poor neighborhoods uh, at least and this is in January Uh, 40 people were killed uh, in the latest round of protests against Maduro Mm -hmm. um, largely at night raids in, in poor neighborhoods um before this, this is kind of going back to uh, 2015. Uh, I found it very difficult to actually find death tolls, death rates in Venezuela. Okay, so so I agree with you. In our last discussion, it was all about like the economy or whatever, and we yeah. didn't delve much into is is he an actual dictator doing dictatory type stuff? He's going that way. So it is. It's it's like it's pretty clear he's going that way. So uh, I don't know. Okay, so like in the last week, it got a little bit worse, but. I think, but this is I'm, I only focused on stuff from like sixteen to eighteen, and, and I'm sure it's there. Yeah. 
the thing else, and I, well, you can get back onto it or whatever. But I, I think that the thing, and I, and it's not like I want to defend dictators or, or mm-hmm. I definitely don't want to do that. That's true. <laughs> but I will say, if you looked at a country's, an entire country's, like death tolls or whatever, it's going to look bad. If you look at the United States, well, especially Venezuela, perhaps. But if you look at the number of uh, p- protesters that get arrested in America. It's probably tens of thousands in a year. If you look at the number of p- people that the police kill, if you're, you're over there saying that the police kill people in Venezuela, therefore we should take them over. There just so happens to be a lot of people that kill, get killed by the police in America. Too. Okay, so I just so, wanna, so, like, so, so I just want to give you the numbers, yes. so that you can be like, if if that were happening on here, that would be you know more than uh, obviously unacceptable, right? I guess. So the actual death toll in Venezuela is actually something that's not well known. The country very, has a very high homicide rate. The Venezuelan government announced, this is in 2015, 17,000 deaths, but they don't report on extrajudicial killings. You know, basically the government killing you. And the, so 17,000 homicides, just like people to people yeah. death? And so the, 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 the homicide rate that is assumed to be by some NGOs for 2015 was like 28,000. Uh, but um, uh, some other sources I got 20, in 2016, the PNB, which is the National Police, was responsible for 22% of the deaths in the country. Yeah, that's pretty high. Yeah, so, <laughs> like, you know, of all the deaths, you know, 22% is, is by the, the the police. The FAS was created in ju- in July of 2017, uh, and one of their taglines is to guarantee security, tranquility, and peace. And, it, and some other sources, uh, going to primary sources, everything turned to Spanish, so I couldn't really follow it too long. Yeah, it happened to me, too. 35 million people in the country, too, for reference. So yeah. a tenth of the United States population. Yeah, and according to official figures, uh, about 5,000 uh, people died in 2017 at the hands of state security forces, uh, approximately 14 per day, while the National Police Force uh, has handed about 30% of it. Um, so I don't know where actually the other 70% went. I couldn't figure that out. Um, but in one year, the FAS increased through increased through the deaths responsible for the, for the PMB by 10%. Fine. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> okay, so so there seems to be some uh, higher murder rates caused by the Maduro regime. Limiting government. This this usually gets a lot more press than people killing each other. But 10 journalists were arrested and released and uh, deported on January in 2019. Uh, the government has ordered newsrooms to avoid covering opposition rallies and speeches, closing down radio stations, raiding TV channels, offices, and blocking websites. On January 23rd, the day Juan Guaido named himself president, no national TV channel broadcast Guaido's address, obviously. Personnel from the General Directorate for Military Counterintelligence. Well, that makes sense, though. It's like- <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that makes sense, right? I mean, but on on that day, there was uh, three media outlets, Global TV, Nash, uh, Noticia, Aldea, and uh, Aventura TV, uh, the capital of the northwestern state of uh, Zulia. Uh, they raided there, and they started smashing equipment. All because, and like breaking, uh, basically destroying the their TV station, all because they showed Juan Guaido's address. Uh, 21st of January, shortly after an attempted uprising in the military unit, by a military unit in Zulia State, that was widely covered on social networks and by online media outlets, there were several internet cuts in the region, affecting YouTube and Google users in particular, and combined restrictions to Instagram and Twitter. Okay, so put you, if if there was somebody trying to take over the government of the United States and Trump had the ability to cut off their TV access. Do you think that he would allow this person to broadcast on 
the equivalent of CNN. Well, let's not use Trump. Yeah. Let's, let's, use, let, let's use Obama or a president. Or yes, yeah, I think any president, president that was would AO, not let AOC an insurrection. Gets starts, AOC gets up and starts saying President Trump is bad. You should you know get him out of office. Now. No, they're they're saying I am I am leading a takeover of the government, which is what is actually happening. I don't. I think that that would get shut down. It is like legit treason. <laughs> I think that they will come and arrest you for treason because that is what it is. Yeah, but if you show it and then the the state uh, the the police go up to CNN and they start destroying the building. Yeah, that's probably bad. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> no good, right? I don't or, think that would happen. Or they, I think CNN replayed the video yeah, from some dude on YouTube. Or Trump goes, "Oh, they're you know, you know, uh, what is it? AOC up in New York. She's she's saying a bunch of stuff. Let's cut off the the internet to New York." But that's it's it's not AOC like saying that America needs to do something or whatever. It is somebody legit trying to take over the government. Like an, yeah, insur- but, an insurrection would get put down. But the but the biggest thing that we're ignoring here that makes it okay for this to happen is that the current government is a authoritarian uh, trending towards dictatorship and and oppressing the people. Yeah. And with um and the human rights are being violated and so forth and the starvation happening in the streets, hyperinflation is going on. Like there's that the, the, the <laughs> Yeah. Well <laughs> you, you can't just wave that <laughs> off because that's the thing. Like like the, na- the only nagus thing I, I keep trying to go for you, Lance, is like let's say in the Civil War the South won and now the United States has slavery and now somebody's trying to uprise against a slavery government mm-hmm. and saying, Hey, no more we're gonna declare our own independence and and do a coup and get rid of this like think i'd be for that i think i'd be for yeah. a coup of that type I, of government i would, I would be too i right? i'm so I'm, I'm, my whole thing is like bo is the numbers that bo is stating they're bad they are 15 percent worse than the average country i don't think they are 400 percent worse than the no, average country i would say that in in terms of like you know north korea versus venezuela venezuela is you know like a mild hot sauce yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. That's my that's my whole thing is that this dude New- is not a good dude. But if you went through any country and and and, and like and, and quantified what they're doing to their underclass, like France arrests Muslims at like four times the rate of anybody else. United States, the way they treat black people to this day, to this day, like, it's still it's still bad. And so I'm yeah, not. But, but that, don't 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 confuse the two th- ills of the world. Well, okay. Yeah, yes. And what Venezuela is doing is is bad. But <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what. But I, why can't like, it just it's be like, like it's just bad? It's no, yeah, bad. no. I think you gotta stop yourself right there because we already had a philosophy segment on how bad we would tolerate none. We answered we would not tolerate no, bad, no, and it, I would it, tolerate the most. <laughs> <laughs> that, that discussion was: would would you tolerate evil? Tolerate evil? Yes. For this, for the for right. good, correct. I was do bad. Right. Now, what? What we're saying. So here's the thing that that I think I I thought about after listening to the, the conversation or whatever is that if we if America like you were saying America should take uh take this dude Maduro out and then install a, a, the new dude or whatever. But like whenever that happens, it's never better. And I guarantee you that any dude that America is supporting is not going to look out for his people because you can look at the last thirty times we've done it, <laughs> and the dude that got put in place after the Americans took out the uh, the democratically elected dude in some place so basically implemented torture or uh privatized all the stuff all the natural resources in that so country we're kind of bleeding into a worse place than it should be yeah, kind so of bleeding into the captain's red room because that that's yeah. going to be the topic well, i wanted to talk about today uh, so we'll probably have to edit this different or whatever like cause, because this is yeah. this is the philosophical segment and then I'll, I'll do news after this because but i think we should go into this okay. 
Well, so so uh, next is okay. So the, on the free press and some of that. So he doesn't seem to be all for free press. I'll just put that out there. Okay. He is whatever journalism is in Venezuela it is going on the downward trend, which is you know bad towards dictatorship. Right. Bad. Right. Hold on, Lance. Bad. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't okay. be arresting journalists. Also, America arrests journalists. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's got to put the plug in there. All right. Uh, both can be bad, though. All right. Yes. Uh, rigged elections. Okay. Does Is there uh, rigged elections in Venezuela? Good or bad? Uh, <laughs> good or bad? <laughs> I would say bad. And yes, there are rigged elections in Venezuela. Okay. So yeah, I, I, went through a couple two, I went through a couple timelines, and I tried to put it together. Not as bad agreed. as people are making it out to be, though. Yeah. It's really. It's, I would think it's. You do, I think you do it's, to the pocket. So in the I think it's worse. So I think it's way based worse. Based on than the information podcasting. I got from, uh, <laughs> did, did you? Okay, so what happened was was that, um, for according to Congressional Dish, uh, the episode on Venezuela, they they say that uh, Maduro arrest. I mean, locked up his political opponent, and that's and that dude didn't run for the election that, in that time because he was arrested yep. or on a, on a, on house arrest. Also, there's two of them, but at least one. Also, that guy was leading, um, like they call them violent protests. Allegedly, Alleg- no, that's the thing. Allegedly, but like, what's a violent protest? They call Black Lives Matter violent protests here. And then if you get arrested here, you lose your right to to vote, let alone to run for office. Even though I guess you could still run for office if you knew if you can't vote for yourself. So, my what's your point? My <laughs> what's your point? My point is that this dude is like twenty percent worse than the average president. Well, that's the person that couldn't run for office. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. I'm saying Maduro. My whole, my whole point is that Maduro isn't like is bad, but not the most pressing issue in the in the world. And also that we shouldn't be taking over other people's countries. Like, let them deal you, with their own stuff. Well, but I feel like you keep bleeding to different issues here, man. So let's focus the conversation okay, on the elections on on rigged elections. Okay, so uh, let me right? let me just go through this timeline. Okay, they were shady, but not like uh, he didn't. Now they're extremely shady. They're extremely, extremely shady. shady. That's what we're trying to tell you, man. <laughs> extremely shady. Okay, so okay, they're extremely shady, and that is not a good enough reason for us to go over there. Okay, well, okay, so, no, we'll get to the second half later. Yeah. But let's uh, can we all agree that they're I just want to show you shady. how shady this stuff Please is. Please proceed. Okay. Yeah. So in two thousand, so there's there's a history before this, right? But I'll start in two thousand fifteen. In December two thousand fifteen, I mean, defending dictators. <laughs> you are, the, man. That's what we the be opposition for. Democratic Party, right? Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, everybody loves Chavez, so they're probably just as much Chavez. Maduro has just mismanaged the country, so they were like. Wait, so out. Chavez and Maduro are the same party? The opposition is. Yeah, but Chavez can Chavez can do a good job managing, and Maduro part yeah, bad. No, but, but you said same opposition. Party. Opposition is Guaido. Yeah, but they didn't want they didn't want Maduro in power. Anymore. Guaido's people didn't want Maduro in power. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't mean that the, that like Guaido is socialist or capitalist, and, and Maduro is socialist. It means that they didn't like what Maduro was doing, right? So the Opposition Democratic Unity Coalition wins control of Venezuela's legislative body, the National Assembly, for the first time in 16 years, right? Mm-hmm. And that's like in 2015. 15. Right. In March 2017, uh, I couldn't find any evidence on one of the blurbs, but they said it's packed full of Maduro supporters. But the Supreme Court in Venezuela attempted to dissolve the National Assembly. Mm-hmm. So they just said it'd be like, okay, All of Maduro's no appointees. Yeah. Right, so he pointed the entire Supreme Court, and he says dissolve the dissolve the part dissolve the. There's the, there's more to it than you're letting on. Well, so but, but that's then the main gist of it, yeah. though. Let's, you you got to buy into the main gist, which yeah. is there's Trump probably, there's just nom- Trump just nominated ten Kavanaugh's, and the ten Kavanaugh's just said, "Hey, Congress, you don't matter anymore." Yeah. No, that's, you got to believe that's in that. That's not what happened. So what happened it was, but, but but there's there's more. There's more. Okay, in July, in uh, but then they 
a few days later, the, the Congress went. In July 17, uh, it issued Maduro's push to create a new and massively powered political body known as the Constituent Assembly. With carte blanche control to rewrite the country's constitution and begin taking away power, the opposition-controlled parliament or, or National Assembly still holds. Um, allies of Maduro's Socialist Party won all 545 seats. So what he did was he said, I don't, I can't dissolve this Congress. I'm going to make a new one, which has the power to dissolve the other Congress. And that was covering a congressional dish that yes. she talked about. They, the, the, yeah. the opposition party boycotted the election, and that's why they lost. <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> like when I hear that, I, my head explodes. I go, Mine I go, that's too. clearly bad. It is bad. Yeah, but you, like. Okay, so Lance, you're. you're that, that, that opposition party called for the elections. And, and, and Maduro gave them their wish. No, no. They, he, they had a summit. Where they they came together and had it. I mean, and this I is can't the, believe you're falling for this. this that's the crazy part here. It's I, like saying this state has tons of voter suppression, but hey, come run in our elections. Like, of course, I'm not going to run there because I know you've rigged the entire system. Why would I run yeah. in a rigged game? And it's, it's no way. Un, that's it's exactly what happens. It happens in the United States all the time. It's not good, first and foremost. But the Florida election, yes, every, <laughs> we live in Florida. Every so, year, Florida gets crazy, and every year we move right on. Yeah. Freaking. Uh, uh, Vladimir Putin uh, did everything under the sun to get Trump elected. I'm not talking about the United States. I'm not talking about the United States right right now. I'm just saying we act like a a rigged election is means for for overthrowing a government. And I'm like, it's not good. But at the same time, but I just want you to say like rigged elections are bad. This was a rigged election. They are bad. Okay, so that's that's conclusion of that. That's step one. Rig systems are bad. Step two is what's blowing my mind is it's not even apples to apples here. Okay, we're talking like. The rigged election system that we have here in the United States is like a peanut compared to the watermelon that Venezuela has over there. We disagree right? on the scale. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's well, the problem. Well, and that's what's blowing my mind. Where I'm like, hey, the scales are just so drastically different. It's like, it's one thing to say, I'll play in Alabama's or um, Georgia's election, even though there's clear voter suppression there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but looking at Venezuela, like, how could you even possibly entertain the idea of playing? Of course, the opposition would boycott that election. There's no chance I'd win anything over there. I my only option is to try to revolt against this government because it's just yeah, it's impossible to work with them. I don't know. It's it's kind of like you, you know, uh, Maduro had set the stage so that he knew the opposite. So it was uh, like a sham election. So the opposition would kind of just flounder and fail, fail anyway, and so it would just kind of look more official. Right. And the opposition said, "We're not going to play along with that." Uh, so another thing, Smartmatic, a company who supplies voting equipment to Venezuela, cannot stand by the results and put out a statement based on the robustness of our system. We know without any doubt that the turnout of the recent election for the National Constituent Assembly was manipulated. The people that actually made the voting equipment said voter fraud. <laughs> so I'm so, like, okay, so that's, I, as, that's as definitive as like voter fraud to me. Can I ask you a question then? So what, well, I don't know. I might not know the answer. What remedy do you suggest to, to that? Well, so I'm not just Rumi. I'm just saying, like, you know, the way that it was presented in Congressional Dish, it was just like, they didn't participate, whatever, you know. They had it's a chance like, to participate, and they, <laughs> they didn't. So your fault, opposition party, yeah. for not participating right. in those rigged games. Like, of course I'm not going to play the rigged game. All right. Okay, in October's, uh, so there's another anecdote. So October 2017, gubernatorial elections. I don't know much about this uh, election. I couldn't find too much. Okay, but, okay, so, like, if you say I'm not going to participate in a rigged game. Uh, do you admit that there are elections in the United States that are rigged? Yes. Okay. And if black people or whatever who get, who or people who get their votes systemically, like the the court the the court the federal court in North Carolina said that 
the conservative party there targeted right. minority voters with surgical precision. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so if there's some subset of black people who, who in that uh, state that feel like they are powerless to affect change in there and then decide mm-hmm. to not vote, then as a result, the Republicans win that election. Mm-hmm. That's just how it works in America. Like now, the Republicans have the power and they just keep on governing. Like that happens. That's, yeah. that's, that's what happened. But I think there are appeal routes, right? Didn't that, didn't that state government say, hey, the gerrymandering you've done here is you've gone too far. Go back. Redo it. That, the, the election right? that, uh, the, the, that election went forward with the maps that were there. True. Yeah. But didn't uh, the Supreme Court, that state Supreme Court, go back and make that ruling? Uh, right? Well, so there are appeals that, that can't affect change, right? Another one that, that is but the happening people, right the now that, is they're the doing people, a re-election right now for that one cr- congressional no, seat that's right now. Thing. But the people that that's won right, that, that election... the system is working. The, the system does work. No, it doesn't because the people who lost that election in North Carolina are still being governed by the people that won under the rigged rules. I hear you. So, right. so I'm so, just saying, I don't think that we should have another country come take over North Carolina. No, I mean, I'm just I, saying... I, I don't think if uh, the peanuts that are wrong warrant a revolt. I think the watermelon is happening in Venezuela do... <laughs> Warrant or revolt. <laughs> this is some bad watermelon. It's a, uh, honey, it's, it's, we got a, a real honeydew watermelon. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say, though, that, okay, this is these are really bad watermelons. And so the people of Venezuela are protesting, right? Yes. So, like, and then... I'm for uh, the people. Yeah, so you're for but, the people. I'm are, for the people, too. But, uh, but can we not divorce the conversation for a second and say, hey, let's solve the United States problems on a different podcast, yeah. <laughs> on a different episode. Let's, let's solve the Venezuelan problems. Okay. Episode right now, okay? Because we, it's funny because you missed your analogy over here. I always yeah. <laughs> want to say, well, it's like uh, slavery and civil war. Okay, but when sure. I say okay. the analogy, yeah, okay. well, <laughs> when I say the analogy, yeah, well, this is exactly what happens in America, and nobody yeah. thinks we should be taken over. Well, I don't it, think it's exactly exactly. What it's happened, not even close to exactly. Whatsoever. I would say it's a yeah. I, not even close. It's um, yeah, you're right. It's not like the person. president of the United States is calling for his political opponents to be arrested. Like that would be ridiculous. Lock her up. <laughs> well, I would say. He he, <laughs> Donald Trump has authoritarian traits in him, and that yeah. is very scary. It the is. fact that he jokes about a third term is super scary. Mm-hmm. So I'm not denying that whatsoever. When that day happens, revolt. When that day happens, we should be in the streets protesting this I mean, government we and be that protesting president already. We probably should be protesting. Okay, so December <laughs> yeah, 2015, yeah. 17. Okay, and, and that would be watermelon to watermelon, for sure. Yeah, if that day ever came, that's that's it's worse there than here. Let, let, I'm on record right. saying that. It's right. what? It's it's worse there than here. Um, it's not a peanut, though. <laughs> okay. uh, here's an example of some election. This is kind of like this: the low-level election fraud. Uh, during elections for state governors in October, the National Electoral Council moved locations of hundred, hundreds of heavily pro-opposition polling stations just hours before the vote. Uh, the council said that voters would check to see if their polling station had been moved by texting a government number. According to the Washington Post, when people did that, the government would provide the address of the new location, but it also came with a message reminding them who the maduro back candidate running uh, was in that district. I can tell you five states where that happened in America. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and I agree with you, Lance. And I'm, uh, I'm, I'm living angry about that. So let's talk about Venezuela. Okay. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the December 2017, the music. So, so okay, hold on. Okay. The reason why I keep bringing it up is because yeah. it's like when when you make a dirty joke or whatever, and then somebody and some somebody on the news reads it. Like it sounds horrible, but at the same time, what I'm trying to do is is make sure that we understand the context and and the relativity of the issue. What they're doing. Well, they can both. Everybody can be bad. It is bad, but yeah. it is not r- relatively way worse than what's going on everywhere else. But I think it is. It is. 
okay, I think it that, is relatively. That thing worse. that you just said, I, that is the exact same thing that's happening, and it happened in Montana when they took away the polling places of the people that went to uh, the, the Dodge City. They got their polling place taken away. Alabama, they closed all the polling places in the black neighborhoods uh, and then required voter ID, voter ID and then took away the DMVs where you could get voter IDs in those different places. Like, that's it's all bad, but I'm just saying, re- when we're talking about them being this horrible place that is in need of being taken over, what they're doing is But no not, one's saying they need to be taken over. Okay, I'm just, well, that's, what ha- that's what's happening in America. That's a, I mean, that's what li- literally what's happening is that they're being taken over. And the reason we're having this discussion is because there's a coup going on over there. And so I'm saying that what the things that you're listening listing, some of them are on par with other electoral shenanigans that happen okay, in, so, yeah. in I countries. I agree with that, yeah. Okay, so, so what if I said this? Because if we do agree that that stuff is happening in America in certain states and certain precincts, I say revolt. I say those people should arm themselves and revolt. <laughs> I'm not That's the way it works? No, no. I'm not ready I mean, for civil war. I'm, yeah. I'm not ready for civil war, man. You're not re- we're, our, our side's not ready for the civil war. <laughs> Their side is. And armed insurrection not the answer. Like better, less evil politicians is the answer or something. I don't know. Go on. But but how do you affect that change? Apparently you don't because they keep winning. <laughs> well, I mean, some sort of insurrection has to happen for that kind of stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. So you like, do it. Do if, it. If there if there is you know voter fraud, I wouldn't you know I don't want to. If it's at the same scale of Venezuela, it is. I don't have the facts. That you one, do that, that one that Bo just said. That's okay. that one's one to one. Yeah. The other one's a little bit worse over there. That one is one to one. Yeah, I mean, if, if people are protesting in like a poor neighborhood and the government comes and kills them, that's obviously worse. If, well. yeah, I, I don't know how many. I don't know what the correct term here: precincts, districts, wherever it is. Right. So if there's a hundred precincts out of ten thousand precincts in the United States that this is happening, something needs to be done about that, right? Well, it's yeah. not. If, it's if, not hold on, that. let me finish the statement. So if it's ninety thousand out of the hundred thousand precincts that this is happening coup timed for a government coup and i'm not sure what the venezuelan side is that either so when they having this um polling station or just the voting stations close you know you don't, have, you, don't have, of, you don't have to do it in 99,000 of them you only got to do it in uh to, in enough to shift an election by one percent or, or enough to, to get enough yeah. minorities who largely vote democratic you only got to do it just enough to win uh one vote more that it does, and we live in a state that that is a forty-eight, forty-eight percent state, mm-hmm. and then Michigan, like Donald Trump, won like five or six states mm-hmm. by like two yeah, percent. So you don't have to change ninety-nine thousand out of out of a hundred thousand precincts to true. to rig an election. I, I I hear your logic, and you make a fantastic point about that. And I'll have to think deeper about what that means to the because that one percent swing changes everything in this country. You're right yeah. about that, right? I'm just saying the obvious fact of if it's. 90% of the precincts like it is in Venezuela. I don't know what that number is, right? But if it's an overwhelming majority of precincts that are rigged and doing this shenanigans, then time for a coup. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. And and I don't want to get to the point where I'm having to be like, you know, Venezuela's bad, but America's, you know, done that stuff. Perfect. So it's, it's right. not that bad, you know, uh, or in some sort of comparison, like what, what, Vene- what is happening in Venezuela is just bad. It's just bad. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. And and because of you know what America is doing outside of external influence may also be bad. That doesn't mean that you know if I listen to you know I'm what really got me listening. She would uh, in congressional disc she would be like you know and people say it's because of socialism and she would say <laughs> it like that. And I'm thinking to myself I'm like you know I look at this stuff and I say like, this guy's killing this, these people. Like it doesn't matter if you're socialist if, or not. If that's what the people were complaining about, that that would be one thing. But 
of what all the news stations are saying is the, the the problem with Venezuela is the socialist policies, and that is to tell right there that the reason that we're going over there and taking out their their leader isn't because of the human rights abuses. It's because of their economic system where they have all of these oil reserves and they were using them to feed and clothe and give health care to their people as opposed to giving profits to the multinational corporations. Now, if they said that this guy is over there killing people, like I have barely any other time that I hear the complaints about Venezuela being uh, the issues with this murder capital over there, you know? So I don't know about that, but it, but it, it, it is. They keep calling it socialist. They're not saying it's a, they call it a socialist dictatorship mm-hmm. or whatever, but they make sure they say the socialist part first. Right. And I think the, and I know for a fact that the issue that, that America, quote unquote, has with Venezuela is the the, the multinationals and, wanting the oil. But I, I really hope that we're going to rise above that uh, Republican trap of them. So they're selling this thing as a socialist dictator, hoping that the American people aren't smart enough to see through that because they want the general American people to to not like the word socialist anymore. So the right-wing Republican Party here in the United States is trying to lump that marketing message so that they brainwash the American people to think that socialism is bad. And I hope we don't fall for that trap. What's actually happening in Venezuela is that government is bad, right? Just the way they're managing it is bad. It's not because they yeah. have socialist policies. It's because that government is bad. Well, that's not the way it's being said in it. I know it's not the way it's being sold, but, but that's we need the to way see it through that. We need I to just see want through to tell that. People, I see through it. <laughs> all our listeners the, need Amer- to know. America the government not, is just bad. America it's does not see bad. through it. If you ask the average American what is the problem in Venezuela, they'll say it's socialist. Right, exactly. Yeah. And and that's but where not our the, listeners. Our listeners will know <laughs> Venezuela right. is just bad by itself. Exactly. Okay. Yes. And once again, the right wing side is doing a fantastic marketing message right now. They're great at marketing. So we got some more things. So I only went up to the Maduro elections, but December 2017, the municipal elections are boycotted by the opposition yes right so the opposition says the anti-maduro people didn't participate in the elections so the maduro people won the election and that's why he has so much power okay so there's there's probably more to the boycott thing but it's not you know they probably didn't participate probably more of a stance of saying you've rigged the game already you've already you've you've uh the voting machines that you've already picked that's already in the machine uh are already known to be you know fake and false why would we go to another election where you know you're going to rig it? Mm-hmm. You same, know. same reason we do in America. <laughs> well, okay. Well, so in this, the hopefully, hopefully overwhelm. I hear you, Bo. Yeah, so, I would never play in that system. So the Maduro you play says, that system right now. <laughs> okay, so Maduro says <laughs> none of the political parties that boycotted the mayor races will be allowed to participate in 2018 because you didn't uh, go to the 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 2017 mayor elections. Maduro saying you can't participate in the presidential elections. Man, that's pretty bad. It's like uh, when you <laughs> get your name purged from the voter rolls in America for not voting in the previous election. Okay, so let's uh, <laughs> <laughs> zero zero sympathy for the Venezuelans until we fix America's problems. Yeah, so okay. that's the basic point. I, 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 my what about is I mean, my hope, my the reason why I keep bringing it up is again, I want to I want to set like. If you say they're saying they're bad stuff or whatever, it's like uh, when people say Obama is a bad president because he killed people with drones. I'm like, okay, and so did the previous 30 presidents. Like, okay, that 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 is what presidents do. So he's not a bad president; he is a president. It based on that criteria. Now, if he did something above and beyond, if he had 10 times the drones kills or whatever, then we can say he was a bad president because he killed 10 times as many people. But if he killed 1.1 percent, 1.1 times as many people with drones or whatever, that's just what presidents do. So that can't be the criteria. I think that's a fantastic point right there. That's what I'm getting at. I I think that's a fantastic point. I think what we're trying to persuade, and I don't have the data, but Bo's done the research, which is 
Hey, the rig system they have is a hundred times worse. Hey, the oppression they have is a hundred times worse. Hey, all these and things are happening saying, yeah, is worse. I'm not trying to that's say, what we're trying it's, to say. It's worse. I'm saying this is the stuff that's happening in, in Venezuela. And you, and I didn't really like the hand waving that, uh, that happened. That was like, uh, we're going in there because it's, it's socialist or something like that. Like we should, you know, and the feeling is, Oh, if we're, if we're the bad guys, then Venezuela obviously is the good guys. Like, you know, that's just kind of like the mentality uh, that I guess whenever I hear that kind of stuff without knowing the information, I say, um, if you say that person's bad and they're going against someone else, well, if you're bad, then that person's good. No, no, everybody everybody can be bad. And (laughs) and this, and this can, and this is like the point I want to make, like, you know, maybe she was trying to say that and maybe she didn't come across, but it didn't come across to me that, uh, you know, no matter if the United States is bad, Venezuela is also poop in the bed. Yes. You know. Okay. <laughs> I love that phrase. I um, they are also poop in the bed. It's it's a, it's a <laughs> you know? visual that sticks with you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it's the worst uh, thing I find May, in the May 2018, Maduro is elected. Uh he managed 68. How much more you got this, bro? Uh like uh I'm almost half, almost about half a page. Half a page? Dude, we got to wrap it up, man. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. You got to wrap it up. Man. I pick told one you more. I wrote it. I like You got to pick I, one more point, man. Let's wrap this no, up. No, no, I, I got to keep going. I uh, <laughs> <laughs> We won't film the actual episode, man. Okay. Uh he banned This is, this is our middle segment. Yeah, two of the most <laughs> no popular way. opposition leaders. Cannot hear this. This is a standalone episode. Okay. Henry uh, okay. Capriles, uh, who was leading I, protests, and uh, Leopoldo Lopez uh, was on house arrest for inciting uh, government anti-government protests. This was the violent protest that you talked about. Okay, uh, talked about the multinational companies. Uh, this is a, this is some of the stuff that she had talked about. Um, she used the quote air quotes multinational companies. I'm guessing she did air quotes because she said multinational companies. It's a term that's used in the uh, the woke uh, regime change. Uh, world. Yeah, so she and, can't, and I, she and can't I sleep think, either. And, and this is this is a completely vague topic to me. Uh, so I looked up. You know, she talked about like these supranational organizations, United WTO. Fruit Company, Exxon. Well, so I've so you know Magi, you know. The the seasonings company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> soy sauce. That's right. Yeah, soy, soy sauce. sauce. <laughs> All right. Um, so I looked up in the World Trade Organization. Venezuela has been a member since the beginning of the WTO uh-huh. in 1995. Before that, they were part of the GATS agreement, which was the WTO's prior thing. Uh, for the IMF, the IMF has been asking Venezuela for years to provide data so they can help do acro- Tom macro. Tom Cruise keeps asking, but <laughs> macro <laughs> macro economic analysis so they can help out. No, that's not what the IMF does. Go on. Though. Okay, well the IMF has they're this, the bad guys. Go on. Well, so that's that's <laughs> how they disavowed. assess this stuff. So the IMF has been disavowed. Yeah. So I, I so the IMF is a big topic that I haven't been able to get much into. But there's a whole lot of stuff there. There is. They're the bad right. guys. Uh, the IMF has begun preparations for a possible res- rescue of Venezuela to require thirty b- billion of help uh, or more. Um, okay. Uh, finally, uh, you know, I tried to look up about the hyperinflation part. So the hyperinflation part is one of the, the real bad. Things. Yeah, it's really bad. Like twenty, th- like a loaf of bread is like twenty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Unlike some of the dollars. ills that are occurring in Venezuela, this affects every single one of them. Um, there is no. Uh, I've yet to determine what why exactly. The Bolivar begin losing its value. The Bolivar is the currency there. Mm-hmm. Uh, overprinting money, too much dependence on imports. The so the, basically the economy went really bad because the oil money is and this is like sixty percent of it or whatever. There's obviously a lot of stuff. The, the because the price of again the other stuff comes from oil. Price of oil went way down. Then also this is where the bad leadership comes in. I want to say that uh, Maduro like no not Maduro yeah the Maduro like raised the minimum wage by like twenty seven. Hundred percent, or something. Oh, that was in that was in response to the thing. So, so 
there was a guy, and it's a pretty good it's a pretty good um, article. It's uh, by Mike Weisbrock, and he was actually part of one of the group of people that was going to try to get Venezuela back out of hyperinflation. This is in 2016, before any of the sanctions and stuff like that, right? And uh, so what what Venezuela have is is they have a dual exchange rate, and I don't know too much about it, but what they do is they for for necessary goods, what they do is they have a fixed exchange rate, six bolivars for a U.S. dollar, right? And they have a secondary exchange rate uh, for non-essential goods, and they also have a bunch of like black markets. Ah, uh, yes, the coolest market. The coolest market. All right. <laughs> um, and so what has happened was uh, in 2012. Uh, let's see. Yeah, around 2012, uh, the government restricted the availability of foreign exchange. So they basically took out a bunch of U.S. dollars. 2012. Yeah, 2012, 2013, okay. right? Chavez days, maybe? Yeah, the end of Chavez, beginning of Maduro and stuff like that. Uh, and this caused a shortage of dollars, which drove up the price for every dollar on the black market sharply upward. Uh, this caused imported goods to be more expensive, mm-hmm. and this caused a shortage of goods, which exacerbates But problems. why did they take that initial action? Why did they decide to take out... <laughs> so I, d- I don't know exactly I think, I think that's the root cause, because depending yeah. on what that... Well, why they did that was it driven by they probably oil was it by Lima was it by removing the pressure? black market was it by sanctions yeah. what was the true reason behind that because if it goes down to poor leadership then hey why did you do that yeah so so th- which I'm that sure was, it's not that simple by that way. was that was one of the best like, short explanations that I found um, but it could be uh, the Venezuelan government had mon- monetary policies that basically forced people to go into a black market to buy extra stuff if you like maybe like price fixing or, or something like that. And he calls this an inflation depreciation cycle. I couldn't find any other articles on this, on inflation depreciation cycle, but... For reference, it says, uh, inflation rate in the Venezuelan inflation rate in 2014 was 69%. Again, the one in America is like 2%. Uh, then the rate increased to 181% yep. in 2015. And then like 800%. 800% yeah. in 2016, 4,000% in 2017, and 2,700,000% in 2019. Uh, yeah, I couldn't even imagine what that is. That's Oliver's like, worthless. That's, that's, that's a loaf of bread costing ten, uh, yeah. $10 million. Yeah. <laughs> the paper is literally worth more than the thing. Yeah. And yeah. and so, you know, at least the way I kind of read it is the, you know, the black market pretty much caused the caused the hyperinflation because the government didn't let the exchange rate float. Mm-hmm. You know, they tried to set the price or something. That's kind of my very basic understanding. Uh, the most in-depth analysis I did find was from Venezuela Analysis. So, and uh, there was a, a guy that wrote um, a, a long analysis on it, and he talked about the deindustrialization of Venezuela and how um, it was the article I sent to you guys and how essentially what happened was uh, Venezuela started relying on imports a whole lot. And then when the imports started going up higher and higher, they didn't have the... Uh, yeah, because all they did was oil, so they had they imported all their stuff using yeah. oil money. So they imported everything, and then when the imports started rising in prices, probably because the dollar started rising in price, because, you know, the people over there that are, are sending money over, sending food over here, they buy stuff in dollars. They don't buy stuff in bolivars. So then uh, um, uh, that kind of laid the groundwork for if there was any increase in imports, that inflation was inevitable, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But the guy that wrote it is Marxist. <laughs> <laughs> so if you read it, like when I read it, I was like, this is pretty in depth. And then it was like the guy's Marxist. And I was like, I don't know what to think about this. Yeah, so. I've been, I struggle with that a lot too. Like, like when I was researching this, 
the only articles I could find that I could agree with were like from from uh, Russia. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, Ugh. yeah, yeah, and yeah. and, like, and, and, and it was really hard because all the like, there's it's like when our buddy who started quoting Glenn Beck stuff. <laughs> Ooh, no, yeah. So um, there's very little economic analysis uh, for me from at least the English speaking world on this. I think there's more stuff in in um, down in Latin America, but I couldn't really read it. Obviously, yeah, that happened to me. Uh, it looks like the sanctions put in place are only making the problems much worse. After 2016, 2017, they they probably could have fixed the the issues, but um, Donald Trump did the uh, did the sanctions, and now it doesn't look like too. Okay, so what's uh, what's the bottom line here? <laughs> the bottom line, yeah. The bottom line is um, Venezuela is uh, the Maduro government is the most, uh, what is it, at fault for causing the situation that is occurring right now. Because they, they, they failed to have correct monetary policy, they basically screwed over all the regular people with uh, causing inflation and prices. Mm-hmm. That then caused civil unrest. And Maduro, wanting to hold on to power, has taken more dictatorship stances. Now, the United States is, is not probably responding the correct way, and I don't know what the correct way is, but Venezuela's predicament is Maduro's regime. Mm, right. He owns it. So that's Bo's final thought. He said, he said Lance, Lance. Lance's final thought? I agree with what Bo said, except for the most there. I don't know that I can say that most of the problem is through the, through from them. That said, uh, a lot of it, like more than enough. Like I don't think that's enough thing to disagree on that we need to fight about it. Um and also, we we don't need to take them over, and they will be worse off if we install some some other guy, like has like in, in Ecuador, El Salvador, Chile, uh, Brazil, like every all these other places where America has came over, put some new dude in, like the dude we put in does not look out for the people, like they will be worse off uh, than when they are. Like it's bad, it can't get worse, and we shouldn't take up take over their people. My quick final thought is uh, regarding the congressional dish is it lost me again when I was listening to it because she was saying how like uh, Juan Guaido uh, went to study uh, school here in the United States. George Washington. George Washington. And no wonder he has these democratic ideals (laughs) and values. I'm like, yes, that's a good thing. I wish a lot more people would come study here in the United States and get democratic values and bring that back to their countries too. That is a positive thing. Not necessarily. I believe that is positive. Yeah. When we were in Chile, that, at the that is my final thought. And when we were in Venice, and when we were in Chile at the museum of that was dedicated to the torture that was instituted by Pinochet, all of those people that were Pinochet's goons were taught at the Chicago uh, School of Finance. What they do with it eventually is up to them. But I'm just saying, if more people that go through our school as opposed to Kim Jong Un's school as opposed to Russia's Kremlin school. Fantastic. Come here and learn democracy, please. Not necessarily the best thing. Okay, so hey, that was a super in-depth discussion. Bo, thanks for the research. I think Thank you, you did. Or no thanks. I don't know. No, no. <laughs> I, think, I think it's an important topic. And, and my point from the original thing was that I think that if you watch just the news, I think that you will not get an accurate representation of what is going on in Venezuela. You will get the more or less sanitized, I won't, I won't call it propaganda, propaganda, a sanitized view or what the the power of people in America want you to think is going on over there that it's that that it's a uh, because of socialism because they decided to give their people stuff based on uh see I think that was part of the <laughs> stuff I, 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 yeah, I yeah. have to disagree with that okay right, I don't want to get back into I'm sorry okay. I'm sorry but I, I think that it, it, having this discussion <laughs> yeah is I gotta stop but let me say one more thing about no, my person I think because we gotta wrap it up having this discussion 
is is very useful and that you should look into it more than what you're just seeing on on the mainstream news is my point all right so uh we're probably gonna have to put this out as a special episode yes. this went uh, a lot longer than <laughs> I, I thought it would i thought it was a great discussion great discussion but uh we'll see you guys on uh thank you for listening to this very special uh episode of the, the show. <laughs> see you next time